Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm Amanda. There's no Emilio today. Uh, it's just us three hanging out. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, wondering where the fuck Emilio's at. See if he's alive or something. Hopefully everything's okay. Uh, but yeah, hopefully I'm doing great. he's How about not you, trapped in a porta potty. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully he's not baked alive in a porta potty. That'd be terrible. Right. I'm sure it's something work related. He's got quite quite an erratic schedule with work. Uh, but uh, speaking of work, I'm going to be taking the next week off. I'm going to be out of town, though, so I'm not going to get any gaming done. Um, and I might I, I think I'm going to miss the next episode. So it's going to be um, I think the first episode ever without me. Yeah. Yep. For those who don't know. <laughs> Bobby has missed the least amount of episodes with zero episodes missed. Well, and so this is a big deal. We missed one one week when I got incredibly sick. We missed one week. And in the 10 years or so that we've been doing this podcast, we've only not released an episode one week. But um that was all of us missing that one. So there's never really been an episode. Hopefully you guys can handle it. I mean, I'm sh- I'm still going to like post it and everything. And, Oh, we're going to have a party. It's going to be the best episode ever. You know it. (laughs) It's going to be all story. Everything's going to be about chopping down trees. It's going to be an entire episode about chopping down trees. Everybody get ready. It's Bobby's nightmare. He's not going to listen to it. It'll be perfect. Uh, It's going to be called Bobby Party. That's all it's going to be called. Yep. (laughs) It's a good name, actually. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, so uh, let's talk about some games that are on our radar this week, games that have come to our attention. I'll kick it off with The Expanse, a Telltale series. So this is, the first episode came out recently. It's like all the other Telltale games, they release five or six episodes, one at a time. Um, And the first one is out on Epic only. It is not on Steam. Now, The Expanse, is a very popular TV show that I haven't watched. It's too bad Emilio's not here because he's talked a lot about it in the past. I, I think he's watched it and he hey, really man, liked sniper, it. Right? I love this show. I've, I've seen okay. it all you the have. way through. Yeah, yeah, and I think Christian has as well. This was the one, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, that uh, Jeff Bezos brought back on Amazon or something because uh, a relative of his or his kid like really liked it or something. I don't know. But a lot of people have really talked this up. It's a it's like a drama set in space in the future. It's got these people called belters that live in like this distant area. They, they talk with like this specific accent and they have like this specific vernacular. I don't know. It's I, I should probably let you guys talk about it because you guys have watched it more. But uh, the game itself sounds like they are, they have the same characters. The main character is voiced by the same actor that uh, was in the show, uh, Kara something, I can't remember. Um, And they said they have more characters from the show that are voicing actors as well, but they haven't revealed exactly who. Um, They've also said that it takes place before the uh, season one. So it acts as a prequel. So you don't really need to know what's happened. You don't have to have watched the show to understand what's going on in the video game. But if you have watched the show, it is kind of cool. You know, you see the uh, how it all started or something. So, I mean, that's pretty rad. It seems like a really good idea because I know a lot of people, a lot of gamers specifically, were really into this show. Yeah. This looks really great. 
Like especially if they're following. It was Kara Gee, by the way. Kara uh, Gee is the actress right. that you're thinking of. She's the one that played Kamina. Um in the uh in the show. And so this yeah, this looks really dope, especially with them following that and then actually having some of the actors and actresses in it. Yeah, it's forty dollars on Epic, which I I guess that's about how much these usually go for these days. Um, they, they said they've mixed it up. It, they had an FAQ on their website that answers a lot of the questions that most people are asking. And one of them was, is it going to be like all the other Telltale games with the decision making and the choices matter? And they said, yes, but we've kind of expanded on some of the ideas. And, you know, this is kind of uh, we've learned a lot from all the other games we've made and we've um, improved upon our style, basically. So. It could be good. It's been a long time since I've played a Telltale game. Um, I just kind of got over... I used to love those. The Walking Dead, I think we all loved back in 2012. But uh, Wolf Among Us, I really liked. Um, I think it was the Game of Thrones one where I finally was like, I, I'm over the genre. I even played some of the, the really older ones too, like the Jurassic Park one, which were, they, those ones were just pretty bad. But um, I think Walking Dead was when they really found what worked. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I remember my friend who like doesn't get into story games at all. Like he only plays multiplayer games like Halo and stuff. He was like, "Hey man, I don't really watch TV, and I never really watched The Walking Dead, but I played this game that my dad bought me, and now I just watch The Walking Dead with him all the time." And uh, he wouldn't shut up about the Walking Dead Telltale game, and I ended up playing it too. And uh, yeah, I definitely cried like a little girl, um, or like a little man. Um, it was really good, um, and it seems like, like like they said, they really went back to the drawing board and improved their games, because for those who don't know, they kind of like used to do like a comic book or cel-shaded kind of style. Their writing style was pretty different, but from what I've seen on this game, because I brought this up uh, probably like three weeks ago, but it was like, hey, they're just making a Telltale game. I didn't go into any details at all, mm-hmm. and like it was like a two-sentence thing that we brought up for a second. Um, but it's nice to finally see some details. Like it, it's nice to finally see some tra- like some footage and pictures and shit. So it's cool. And also the background too, because like they're saying that um, this is this whole game is taking place before the events in season one. So actually, if you've never seen the Expanse, this might be really good to play this game and then watch the Expanse because it's kind of setting it up. It's showing you. You're experiencing uh, Kamina Drummer's life, uh, where she is exploring the edges of the belt, um, which I am hoping that there's going to be a whole bunch of, like, belter conversation going on that I can just, like, creep on. Because I feel like I feel like a lot of the, uh, like, the belters vernacular and, like, the way that they talked was really interesting. I, I think a lot of people have, like, kind of put it to, like, a type of Creole, but, like, it's, uh, it's really cool, kind of the way that they talk and um, just kind of how it changes things. And I think the story of the belters, at least to me, was one of my favorites to learn about um, with the Expanse is kind of the whole culture behind the belters which are like a lot of the they're basically like the working class that is out on the rings and like the asteroid belts and stuff like that and so they're the hard working like 
kind of shit on um, people that Mars and Earth kind of play with. They basically like Mars and Earth will be in this like arms race of building shit and being stronger and Mars being more of like the military presence and Earth being more of like the diplomatic sense. And then uh, the belters were all like the actual hard workers. And so it's kind of cool that they're setting it up uh, to be that world and like focusing on that as well, but following more of the show. Because I see in here with the FAQ where you can like kind of check out about it, they they ask like, does it follow the books or the show? And it's following the show, um, so that's kind of it's pretty neat, I think. Meanwhile, all the book readers are punching me here right now. They're like, God damn it! <laughs> right. I know nothing of the books, by the way. I didn't know there were books. Yeah, there's books. I could have sworn Christian's talked about them, or I think he read them. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Christian has read them, but I only watched the show. But I think that that's really cool. And like they're putting that this is a this game is going to be a perfect on ramp for anyone unfamiliar with the expanse. So you could play this and then yeah, then watch the the show, which would be really cool. Interesting. I I'll be completely honest, I won't play it, but I'd like to hear someone talk about it. Especially like on a podcast or something. So someone wants to pick it up and talk about it, aka Days pick it up. Or Sniper pick it up as well. Someone play it. I'd be down. That'd be cool. Yeah, it looks looks cool. All right. Uh, what about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? So uh, this was a PlayStation exclusive or PS5 exclusive uh, for a long time. Um, I've played every Ratchet and Clank. I've perfected a couple of them um, by getting all the trophies and everything. Um, and this was one of the ones that I didn't get to play. Uh, I ended up watching Leslie play the whole thing and enjoying the story. Um it is an interesting uh, story. It's one of the better ones out of all, I think, seven of them now. Um, and the game released on uh, Steam yesterday, July 30th, on Monday. Um, it's getting rave reviews. Um, not many technical difficulties. Uh, people are just reporting that it's crashing a little bit on Steam Deck. And people are saying that it's probably one of the best Steam Deck games uh, to play anyways. Um, and they're like, there's no like performance issues on people's computers. It's nothing like the previous like ports, like for PlayStation where people are like, you know, I'm getting stuttering. I'm getting like, you know, my video cards burning like an incinerator. Uh, but it's been pretty, it's been pretty decent lately. Um, for those who don't know anything about Ratchet and Clank, um, it's set in like this super far future in another galaxy, essentially. Um, and it's about this, this, uh, alien that's, uh, who thinks he's the only his, the only type of creature that he is uh, a lombax and um he ends up befriending a little robot who was like intended to destroy the whole like universe and uh and they just go on adventures with each other and they join like essentially the boy scouts of space and they save the galaxy and things like that it's very much like a a tropey game but they make fun of everything it's very comical, very um, whimsical, um, but there's a lot of adult humor in it as well. Um, so it's it's full price right now at fifty nine ninety nine on uh, Steam, but uh, check, definitely check it out. It's pla- there's platforming, there's like a thousand guns in the game. As far as like, uh, it's not like a game. It's not like an RPG. Like a like um, what's it called? The one where, like, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. What's the source for that? Borderlands. Borderlands. It's not like Borderlands where there's like a like where you like you're like it's like an RPG 
what it is is like your guns level up and they change abilities. Um, so it's you don't, kind of like, like high on life then, right? Kind of, yeah. You have like yeah. a you have like a gun that shoots turrets, and then like if you keep using that gun, it'll level up, and then your turrets will shoot missiles, mm. and then like you'll level it up more, and then your turrets will shoot more turrets that shoot missiles, uh, and like it just gets wackier and wackier, but it's fun. Uh, the enemies are fun, and the boss fights are fun. So if you've never played one, and if you have a kid, or you just want to feel like a kid again, play it. Yeah. All nice. right. Very cool. Ratchet and, I mean, and Clank ripped apart. Yeah. And that's, uh, I feel like you were pulling from like the 90s vault talking about uh, Ratchet and Clank, though. You know what I mean? It's been a it's been a hot minute since there's been any games like that. But speaking of vaults, I don't know. I try to do a transition or whatever. <laughs> like, my game that I put, yeah, oof is definitely right. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to, what are you going to banish me? Because that's the next game on my radar that I'm talking about is the banished vault. And so um, this game is a strategy game. It's resource management. You're building a base. uh, And what it is is that you are going through space travel on an interstellar gothic monastery kind of expedition where you are checking out different solar systems, harvesting resources. And so, like I said, this is basically a strategy game of... um, trying to explore the universe of what's called the banished vault and what i really like about this game is i mean it looks like it's designed well and very fun but there's all these like elements of story and when you're looking at your characters they do this really cool thing of going back and forth between like um 3d almost like colored with shaded visuals of the galaxy and solar system, but then other elements, like when you're looking at the people that live there and different stats, it's very, it looks like very hand drawn. And it reminded me so much of like a, um, of like somebody making pen art, you know, or ink art in the way that they kind of incorporate it. So I thought that that was just really cool. Just even from like the way that it looks right. It's got, these beautiful elements where you are building your base and everything is kind of more 3d model and looking really pretty. And then there's just like in the menus and everything looks like somebody had drawn it with a ink pen, which I don't know. I haven't really seen too many games that kind of mesh the two of those together so well, Um, especially in like a type of strategy game as well. So this is pretty cool. Uh, in, in my opinion, it's already out. It came out on July 25th. So it's been out not very long. It has 88% of, I mean, only 60 reviews, but still very positive, uh, so far of what's out. And I just think that it looks really, really cool, especially for a strategy game and like kind of building and stuff. It's, you know, you, um, you complete your runs by like surviving long enough. So you're writing your act as you're surviving, you are actively writing the story of your vault and then you have to transmit it home. And so uh, that's kind of, I think that's kind of neat. <laughs> what's so, the, what's uh, the art style from like the fifties and sixties that like, like it would be like three like people looking out into the future and they wouldn't have faces, but they're like top of their heads would be sl- like slicked back. It's, it's called like art deco. Like it, like the three D modeled versions kind of look like Art Deco, right? Isn't that what that's called? Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I was like feeling. And then, like like you said, the other the black and white feel like ink blotting. Like it looks really good. 
I just I, think, I think that the art style of this just looks amazing enough on its own, but it does seem like it's a pretty solid strategy game and like base building kind of a game. Yeah, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks Very pretty, pretty cool. A lot of the reviews, like some of them coming out, they're saying that it's a lot like a board game. It's puzzly. It's got action and resource management. Um, some people are saying that it's like, hey, kid, want to do some math? And it's got like a whole bunch of math. <laughs> so oh, that's no, kind of cool. Um, yeah. And so it seems like, too, like there isn't a crazy amount of story, but it's not bad because it's just nice with... Uh, with all the strategy and everything like that. So I think this game looks pretty solid. They are having an introductory offer right now for the next 13 uh, hours, I believe. And um, it is 10% off. It's $22.49 right now, but at full price, it'll be $25. Um, and so, yeah, it's single player, though, but it, I think this game looks really awesome. This looks really, really cool. Nice. Very cool. Uh, yeah. You have one last thing and you like to stick around and uh, tell us about sticky business. That's right. Yeah, nice. Just stick that stamp of approval right on that transition because we're talking about fucking stamps. We're talking about stamps and stickers. We're not talking about fucking stamps. That would that's a whole different thing. We're talking about creating stickers. And um this game is just seems like it's a really cute little time suck of relaxing, you know. You get home from a long day and all you want to do is you know make some stickers you uh you run your own little small business where you create stickers you pack the orders and you get to hear all about it on customer stories and send them different stickers and things like that it came out on july 17th and it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews 98 percent overwhelmingly positive it's 10 bucks uh so it's not that much and yeah, it just looks like a super cute little game of designing stickers. And I mean, you know, who doesn't like stickers? Which, speaking of stickers, if you want some stickers, you can become one of our Patreons, which you can go to by going to dlgaming.net and subscribing and becoming one of our Patreons. You also get like a green little coloring in our Discord, and you can find our Discord also on dlgaming.net. But you know, that's that's if you want some of your own DLG stickers or if you want to design your own DLG sticker, you can probably do it on Sticky Business, which is the game that, like I said, I was just talking about. It's pretty cute. Seems pretty and the fun. Other thing Check is, it out. We are also taking submissions for new sticker ideas all the way until Halloween because uh, that is our deadline for when we're coming up with new sticker ideas and getting them printed for the Christmas season uh, and for DLG Con. So please send us your ideas. Yeah, maybe you can design um, something on sticky business. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Bonus points if you do that. And then tweet them that you made that. Yeah, they would love it. But that's well, the that... end of our On the Radar. Those are games that have come to our attention, but we hadn't necessarily played or played a lot of it. Moving right on through, we're going to head to the games that we have actually played. These are our highlights. I'm just going to say a quick little one. I put it on my highlights, but I don't want to talk about it too much because I think we've run this bitch into the ground. Uh, I beat Diablo 4. <laughs> so telling the guys a little bit about that i also agreed with bobby at the time where like i felt like yeah it was rushed at the end you can definitely feel it uh it was just kind of like wham bam thank you ma'am at the end and <laughs> come back at level 100 because who's <laughs> gonna do that not me and so <laughs> i don't know was, you know you fun. know what you know what felt oh, go ahead you go bobby well i was gonna ask you nick if you had played it since the patch released 
I did. I have. And I, after about an hour, I was like, nah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Dude, it's so, it was so bad. And then they patched it again. And I was like, nah, it's kind of a sour taste in my mouth. The thing is, there's so many other games coming out, like Baldur's Gate 3. I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to step into a season. I don't want to do all that stuff. Like, there's no well, that's point That's why I for had me. to finish it. Yeah, that's yeah. why I had to finish it. Because I was like, exactly. Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out this week. And, uh... I said to my boyfriend, I was like, as soon as it comes out, like, I'm going to be dead of the world. And he's like, well, we need to finish Diablo 4 now then. I'm like, yeah. So we cranked through it <laughs> and finished it. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, dude, definitely. Uh, it, so Diablo 4 is one of those weird things where it's like, it felt like a Diablo, like a Blizzard game from like the first five Blizzard games that they ever came out with, you know, like a Warcraft or like a Diablo when they first came out. And then, like, the last three chapters kind of felt like one of the recent releases. You're just like, oh, man, this kind of sucks. It's kind of shitty. Yeah. I think you but nailed it. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a lifetime, life and time story of, of Blizzard all in one game, if we can use that as an example. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard's going to be Blizzard. I'll get back to that game one of these days. I just, I don't want to touch it because then it'll turn into a whole thing. I know it. So I got to give it yeah. some time. Give it some space. Speaking of, speaking of shit you don't want to touch is definitely the creatures inside Hunt Showdown. There's a tentacle monster in that game, and they're called Water Devils, and they almost instantly kill you in the game. Um, so this is the third week in a row I'm going to be talking about this game. It's like, Sheen, please talk about something else at Show and Tell. Uh, and I'm like, no, this game's so fucking fun, and they just put it on sale for 60% off, so I have to mention that legally. Um the other thing is that on Twitch, they're having an event, um, and I believe they both last until August 10th. Um, the event is, you know, the same old thing that everyone else has been copying Tarkov. There's drops. Uh, they help you in the game. Uh, they advance you in the game as well. They kind of give you, man, not really an advantage. They give you shit in the game randomly, um, and it's nice. Um, especially if you're a new player, uh, they give you guns, they give you experience, they give you currency, they give you premium currency as well. Um, they give you skins, all kinds of things like that. Um, all you got to do is just turn on Twitch, put it on the lowest resolution you want at literally 140 P if you want, and put it in the background and just collect all your, collect all your, uh, rewards. Um, if you haven't heard me talk about this game, it is a extraction shooter, or you can either play solo, duos, or trios, or even play solo, solos against duos and solos against trios and uh, every other which way manageable. Uh, there's two to three bosses every game. Everyone's trying to kill those bosses and extract with their souls or bounties. And uh, everything is set in 19th century Louisiana or twenty, like early 20th century Louisiana. And everything's fucking gross. Um there's like certain places that everyone gets creeped out, like the slaughterhouse for pigs, where there's literally just hundreds of pig bodies cut in half. Um, if you want some context on how gross this game is, there's just horse bodies riddled all over the place. Um, and one common like alert in the game is uh, like crows, right? So like crows will be like on fence posts. And when you walk by, like they'll be eating like a horse body or like a zombie or something. And when you walk by, they'll fly in the air. So everybody knows that you're in the area. The game wants you to be stealthy. Well, another one is 
a half dead horse and if you get too close to it it'll neigh extremely loud <laughs> and the only way to make it stop is to shoot it in the face or punch it in the face or stab it um so yeah it's uh it's an intense game uh not for kids obviously uh and that's <laughs> it's called the hunt showdown uh there's demon dogs and people on fire and ladies with bugs it's a bunch of fun. It's sixty percent off now. I believe it's sixteen ninety nine instead of thirty nine ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. I can't do math. Thank you, Bobby. Yep, not a bad deal for that game. I'm just checking real quick how many people are playing this game right now. Today's peak thirty one thousand, thirty two thousand. Pretty spicy, still, man. Yeah, a lot of people still playing this game. This game has managed to hold its community for a long time. Good for them. Because this game came out when? 2019? True. Yeah, it's yep. been a while. Four years ago. All right. So this week I played Don't Die in the West. I've talked about this game before. So I found out about this game a while back when they were making that Deep Rock Galactic Survivor game. Um, the same developer that was creating that game is also creating Don't Die in the West. And I missed the the DRG survivor um, play test window, but they had this message oh. that said, well, we're working on another game. If you want to check this out, go over here and join that play test, which I did. And um, I don't know, it was a crafting survival game. So right away I was just like, <laughs> Oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> I, I do like the graphic style though. It's very, uh, it, it's like you're playing with little toys and none of the characters animals uh, nobody has legs the uh, the horses the cows the people the bandits nobody's got legs they're all walking around like these little um like russian dolls or something just waddling back and forth uh so it's got kind of this uh fun innocent visual style that that i like and i i like the the west uh the western setting and you know you have to build your own ranch um, that your your uncle mysteriously died, left you a ranch. You've got to build it back up. You meet a bunch of people. You have to fight off bandits. You build your chicken coop and just do all the things you would in a normal West Western. Um, I like all that, but of course, the first thing you got to do is uh, go knock on some trees to get some wood, and then you build an axe, and then you <laughs> knock on the trees with the axe to get more wood. So, I mean, I did not care for that. Uh, my real issue with this game, though, it, it's on version 0.5, by the way, so I'm not like super critical of it. Um, it was pretty buggy. Uh, d- during my first playthrough, I got my horse stuck in a rock and I could not get him out. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. a pretty big bug. And that's kind of a problem because the map is very big and I didn't want to just walk around. Maybe I could have found another horse. I don't know. Uh, but I decided to start over. When I started over on a new game, it let me pick my old character. So I thought, okay, I'll do that. I don't want to go through the character creation again. Uh, and then it put me in a new game that was already progressed partially to a, a point that I was at, yet I was missing the deed to the ranch, so I couldn't build anything on my ranch. So I had this timer ticking down, like you've got to build your ranch by this date, but then I didn't have the deed or I couldn't find any way to get the deed at this point. That's so the game was completely washed. I just had to wipe it completely and start over again. Um, so yeah, I mean, I did, but you know, I wasn't like too far in it. It wasn't the biggest deal in the world. And this is all in, what is this alpha? It's in early access. 
uh, they are planning a release in quarter four of 2023. So it is coming up soon, but it, it did seem a little buggy for me. Now it does have multiplayer, which would be cool. But at least at this point, there's no way to just join random games, which I, that would be really nice because it's really hard to get somebody else to like to coordinate that with somebody else. Um, it, it's so much easier if you can just join random games or open up your game for other people to join and play co-op that way. Uh, I don't That's know. That's Dinkum was. We It took me and Leslie about 45 minutes to join each other's games. And it was a similar like game where like, you know, it was like a crafting survival game. It was trying mm-hmm. to be kind of be like Minecraft and Animal Crossing put together. Yeah. Did they use was... join codes for that one too? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. I, I never yeah. cared for that. I mean, I, I understand that's probably the easiest way to do multiplayer, and it's not like the biggest hurdle in the world, but it, it is kind of annoying when you got to do join codes. What, what was it? I feel like it was, um, I don't know if it was a PC game, but I, f- I f- seem to remember like some game using join codes that were ridiculously long. It was like a serial number. Oh, <laughs> there's one that was like 25, it was like 25 fucking digits, right? Yeah. I know like, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it was meant to be copy and pasted, but still, it's just like, really, dude? Come on. Yeah, not a fan of join codes. Faction. No, I, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I, this game could that be good. T- Don't die in the West. I, it's a crafting survival game, so if you're into that, it might be worth checking out. I don't know what their price is going to be when they release this game. Nice. Hmm. All right. All right. And that's it for me. I played a bunch of, uh, God, what is that game? Uh, Monster Train this week, too, and I think I'm, I think I'm over it finally. <laughs> I could <laughs> not get past <laughs> level eight on that game. It's driving me crazy. All right, we got one more thing here. What do we got? I get, well, I was gonna say I get, if you get driven too crazy uh, and you just want to chill a bit, uh, I played a bit of this game called Toem, which is on Game Pass. It is, uh, it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews. It came out on September seventeenth, twenty twenty one, so it's been out for a while. But what it is is, it's kind of basically a game of. Um, like finding it's it's adventure puzzles where you're like finding different things right so like you know i I always think of it as i'm probably gonna date myself here but like i could have sworn in like the newspapers and a lot of times like children's activity books they always had the like find what's different in the image or very much Mm -hmm. like a where's waldo of like a searching puzzle and like that's very much kind of what this is it's a photo adventure it's all in black and white which i thought was kind of interesting but it is like 3d models so it does look nice and it's just it's super wholesome it's super cute it's cozy it's easy you're walking around with a camera basically taking pictures of things that people want pictures of there's like somebody that's like only talk to me when you take pictures of monsters and so you're walking around uh, this whole area looking for monsters and like if you hide behind something that a monster comes out and you can turn around and take a picture of it and then show that person and so like it's a lot of things like that but the storyline is pretty cute it's uh you get all kinds of little stuff it was so funny because there was this one thing where your like quest was to take a picture of a dj and you go exploring through the woods and then you come across this like bear wearing a suit 
and like an earpiece and he's like the bouncer and if you can <laughs> if you can show him that you have swag then like he lets you into this rave going on in the middle of the woods of just teddy bears just with like light sticks and it's just and there's a moose DJing and it is hilarious so I do think that this game is super cute and pretty fun and it's all hand drawn which is I think pretty neat as well and uh, pretty cool it was made published and developed by um, something we made <laughs> which is already fun <laughs> and it certainly is something that they made and it's uh it's it's pretty great i'm looking forward to playing this more this definitely is the kind of game where like you just kind of want to relax and feel good i think the music is also pretty soothing as well and so it's just it's a super relaxing game and it's cute and i definitely like recommend it for anybody that kind of wants a break and wants something silly and cute and easy and you know, but still kind of enjoyable with like some some moments where you're going to laugh because the story is kind of funny or the things that you're finding are kind of funny. Like you find a whole bunch of squirrels fighting and take a picture of it and like little shit like that. And so I feel like I when, know, when like my mom game. was like, Could you play a game without murder in it. And it's like she's talking about a game with like this. Exactly. <laughs> yep. A hidden object game. You know, every time we talk about one of these games, we always reference Where's Waldo. But I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Highlights Magazine. But I remember Highlights, dude. Oh, okay. Every time I went to the dentist, we saw yeah, They were always at the dentist office. They were always at the dentist office and the Scholastic Book Fair. You always saw fucking yeah. Highlights there. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were Scholastic big at the book, book fair. fair. Yeah, they had uh, – my favorite part of that magazine was the, the puzzle where they had this uh, – Large. It was. It reminded me of this because it was always in black and white, which made it more difficult to pick out the objects. But you had to find these hidden objects, kind of buried within this very densely animated picture. Um, let's see. Let's see if this dates only me. Uh, did you guys have eyewitness books? Yeah. Eyewitness. Do you books. remember those books? That's they were books funny. that were very specific. They were essentially psych- encyclopedias for kids, but for very specific topics. Yeah, you might they had Google like them. the medieval age or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know they they came out with a new set of them like three years ago. I think they look almost exactly the same. Like they have the same kind of yeah. flavor of like of uh, of covers, but just a new new kind of like coloring. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna buy. I, I see those all the time in classrooms. Yeah, they're awesome, man. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. I guess that's it for highlights. Uh, quick shout yeah. out. So last week, we forgot to shout out. We had a sub, Pandemic Vapor. Thank you for the subscription, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we also had, I don't know if we shouted this out or not, but we had a patron, uh, a new patron, Hazard Pay. We, I think we might have shouted that out, but I think we you, you get two. You get two. You're special. You're special. Yep. All right. Let's get to listener questions because we've got quite a bit here. First one coming from Zap. What are your favorite non-gaming PC utilities? Um, Last week we talked about Winderstat and WizTree. Mm-hmm. I looked at WizTree. It seemed like it was exactly the same as Winderstat, but with ads in it. So I don't Yeah. No, I haven't tried it yet, but... Uh, I'm it's still... just a smidge faster. That's it. Hmm. Um, I actually uninstalled it and just re- and ended up reinstalling Winter Status back. So, um, I would say for me, MSI Afterburner because my fucking potato brained 
uh, just realized that for the past week, my fans have only been operating at 40% this whole time. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I used MSI Afterburner to check what's going on, and it turns out that, uh, yeah, they've been running at 40% due to some lock that I put on a long time ago for some reason. Well, typically, you don't want them running faster than you need. You set a fan curve so it, it runs faster if there's more... Uh, if your computer's working harder. Well, I was playing Hunt, and my computer was hitting 79 degrees Celsius, or the mm-hmm. the video card was hitting 79 degrees Celsius. I'm like, dude, this is a four-year-old game, and this is a 3070. This should not be happening. And then I looked at it, I'm like, oh, oh. And then I, I clicked the auto on the MSI Afterburner, like the auto adjust, and it turned the fans up to like 60%, and then my fucking video card went down to like 61 degrees. I'm like, oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. This is fucking normal. I'm pretty impressed with the fan controller that came in this uh, this case that I got, this fractal design case. Mm-hmm. It like all my fans are all my case fans are hooked up to it. So whenever the the PC is under a heavy load, my whole computer just sounds like it's gonna take off and go into orbit, and it's like mm-hmm. a rocket. But it mm-hmm. does keep things cool. Days, any favorite uh, non gaming PC utilities? uh kinda i don't know like the one that came to mind is and it's not even really a pc you like utility thing like audacity like i'm a huge no, fan that's, that's a utility that's definitely yeah a like i'm a huge fan of, of audacity and i also like would love to do like a little shout out about audacity for a second just because that thing has been like thriving i feel since the very early thousands <laughs> like like <laughs> i can dead. remember being in high school and using audacity and i still can use audacity now and so like that's it's been forever and this shit just works it's great i i love it you can absolutely pull any kind of audio from anything and like change it and adjust it and fix it and so like for soundboards for streaming for um, you know, for me, it was like anything. for freestyling rap for anything. It audacity is fantastic. And so, yeah, that's the one that I use, but I feel like, I feel like at this point, if you haven't even heard of audacity, like, have you been under a rock? Cause like I said, that, that is an old fucking program. I might as well be talking about team speak or uh, Ventrilo. You know? <laughs> Ventrilo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fucking vent that <laughs> every time you fucking talk and oh, stuff, talk. Copy this server IP. <laughs> new, new, new user connected. Yeah, new user connected. Oh god! Man, what do you call it? Uh, miss vent. You miss vent? Why do you miss vent? No, I said I don't. When it would miss read vent. out your username, and it's like Cheeto bastard thirteen connected. No, I, I hated vent. It's hard to imagine, but we didn't have a good voice chat program until discord i feel like even skype was Dude, just a skype real pain awesome. like everything else microsoft does it just doesn't make any goddamn sense do you remember but, do you remember like the end of skype when it was like all right guys we need something to rescue us because at this point like there's bots for like cam girls messaging people and <laughs> people are being baited and losing their life savings so please and Discord's like, we got this, man. <laughs> and that shit didn't work for a while either. It was rough. Discord, yeah, I don't know. I felt like Discord was always, it was pretty basic at the beginning, but it, it always seemed to work well for me. 
I use teams a lot at, at work, but, and I'm getting used to that it's all right. But, um, yeah, I, there's like a million utilities that I, I use. Um, yeah, Audacity is great. Uh, I recently switched to uh, WireGuard instead of OpenVPN, which I'm really liking. Um, I'm, I'm probably nobody cares about this. Uh, last week, I really started getting into. I posted something in Discord about um, something that I was testing with uh, upscaling software. It's like this whole whole world, man. I've been diving deep into it. But upscaling old video content, particularly old cartoons, um, probably the easiest program to use out there is uh, Video Topaz AI. And uh, it does a pretty good job, but that's just the beginning. I've really started trying to learn um, to use these other tools called ABI Synth and um, uh, this other one called Chainer for the upscaling. Uh, trying to take these really old cartoons like uh, Godzilla or wacky races, you know, things from like the 60s and 70s. And um, they have DVD releases of them. So they're very low resolution. But uh, Mm -hmm. with a lot of horsepower on your computer and a lot of time, if you know what you're doing, you can upscale them to make them look a lot better. But yeah, that's, um, that's been my time sink this week. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's, I think you're, this is something I'm going to say that's actually pretty nice. Uh, usually, Bobby, when people have like hobbies and shit, they're pretty they're pretty plain. I'm like, yeah, I get it, man. You like Legos, or yeah, man, I get it. You like food. Well, when Bobby has a hobby, it's pretty fucking interesting. <laughs> like I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I get into some weird stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad, man. That. It's it is so difficult to find out how to use these things. There's just not a whole lot of information out there, but uh, it, it's out there if you look hard enough. Um, all right, next question from Tag Loro. How often do you say things out loud while playing a single-player game and no voice chat? I ask because I've noticed my younger family members often saying things or narrating their games like emulating YouTubers and streamers. Oh, that's a weird one. Yeah, I don't speak that often. I'll, I'll um, Even if I get angry, I won't say anything, but... Usually what it's like, if it's like Dark Souls, I'll like grunt and shit. Like if it's like a boss, I've been like trying like 30 times. I went like, yeah! <laughs> you know, even less. You're like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, yeah! she's like, oh, sorry, babe. I beat the boss. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if that, because I, I don't think I was ever like that, but I do wonder if, kids do it because they're kids or because they're so used to watching YouTube because my, my friend's stepson who I helped build a computer, he wanted to uh, check out rust. I I talked about this like months ago. And so I played a little bit with him and he was just constantly talking and it was kind of like YouTuber ish too. So I know he (laughs) He watches a lot of YouTube. So I'm sure that a lot of kids watch a lot of YouTube and then they play a game and they feel like they want to commentate on it. Like, like the YouTuber does. I have a nephew dude and all he, he's nine years old. Every single sentence he says, like the end of it or like the beginning of it starts off like a YouTuber dude. I'm just like, mm. shut the fuck up. Like, please. And all he wants to talk about is Pokemon and I get it. Like, obviously, you're nine, and you only know so much about it. 
and I'm like, you just sound like a really shitty YouTube video. Just stop, dude. And like, because all my brother does is just like gives him his phone or gives him like a switch, and that's it. Like that's like the parenting he does. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like it's rough, dude. All the time, just yeah. Raised by YouTube, pretty much. Damn. Yikes. I mean. I was not raised by YouTube, uh, but I do suffer from uh, talking too fucking much. So, like, you know, I'm playing games and I do chat a bit uh, when I play them. But it's most, it's, I don't know, sometimes it's tough because, well, all right. So sometimes I'll get, like, baked and just, like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to the whatever character that I'm dealing with. Or, or if something happens, I'll be like, wow, fucking asshole or, like, some shit like that. I do normally uh, chat, though. <laughs> talk to my game uh sometimes but not like a narrator like i I certainly would not be like oh and today i'm uh you know running around and playing this like i'm not really talking (laughs) like that but it it will just kind of be like the fuck are you doing like (laughs) like little things like that i'll I'll end up chatting i've totally been in discord channels where somebody is talking too much and it's not so much that they're talking too much they're just off topic like it, this usually happens when there's a couple people uh, a couple people playing a game and then somebody else joins in just to chat and it's just like it, it's hard to read the room when you're not actually in a room so <laughs> uh, or you yeah. get someone that's like oh you guys are playing that game where it's only four players and then like i'm the fifth person and like and i want to play but obviously i know that you guys are not going to stop playing to f- i'm like hey man look You've been our friend for eight years, but not tonight. All right, go away. Go, <laughs> go away. away. I was in somebody's we texted, Discord. We texted you four hours ago. You didn't respond. Go away. Oh, my God. I was in somebody's Discord where this happened, and they just kicked this person after a while, and I felt so bad. And they're like, <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, he kicked her, so he's going to have to deal with the fallout from that. But it was just like, damn, that's pretty rough, dude. That's um, savage. I don't know if I would just like kick somebody. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, I've never kicked somebody. That's yeah. next level asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but I've you also just been, haven't in, been in a toxic enough environment. People will get kicked for the dumbest <laughs> shit in those ones. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty rough though. Like we were, um, we were tryharding in like Heroes of the Storm or something, and you know we're trying to be on comms and everything, and and she was just like chatting it up, like. <laughs> Bye, topic. Um, but yeah. And then I've also been in rooms where, where people have just like kind of some people just like narrate their lives, you know, they just have a constant flow of talking sometimes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Uh, next question from I, Tom. With the upcoming release or full release of Baldur's Gate 3, I have requested vacation days to play it on day one. This is the first time I've done something like this. Have you ever taken vacation days to play a game on day one release? If so, how many times have you done it? And what was the longest amount of vacation you put in for? Uh, you get, When do you guys go first? I, I, the, my quick answer is yes, but I got to think of how long it was. I've done it a few times for a few games um the biggest one was probably skyrim i took off i think five days for skyrim yeah and uh 
It was great. I don't regret any of it. I actually, I almost broke my TV when I did that though, because uh, I had it on Xbox, on Xbox 360 or whatever, and uh, I had one of those gamer chairs that sits low onto the ground that you can like rock back and forth and stuff. And I was in the cave, and it was the. I mean, it's within like the first like 15 minutes of the fucking game, the spider comes down. I screamed and launched my controller at the TV while falling backwards and fell completely back since it's like a rocking ground chair basically and uh, I got really lucky that I didn't break my TV but this is why I don't do spiders in video games it's a good thing no video game developer put spiders in it <laughs> no they don't put that in the in the games ever but uh <laughs> so um I don't know I took off a lot of time for that and that was good because it took me a few hours to get into the game since it scared me right off the jump <laughs> so <laughs> utilize that time well <laughs> i don't think i've ever done this which is crazy wow really yeah i've, I've never Not taken true. Time. diablo 4 it worked out for you you could just uh, run it just say that <laughs> uh yeah i mean yeah that did work out but it, it, that actually speaks more to my point that I just never take vacation days. I, I took those days <laughs> off, not because Diablo 4 was coming out, but because I had way too many hours. And where I work, you can only have a certain amount of vacation hours. And then your boss forces you to take them because otherwise they have to pay me for them. So that was mandated vacation that I had to get in before August. <laughs> Yay, America. Woo. Yeah. But we were actually talking before we started recording about about this um, Somebody had posted something in Discord about like this funny thing you can give your boss about taking time off to play Baldur's Gate 3. Um, at least where I work, it's not like people don't get in your business while you're taking days off. It's like it's your vacation hours. It's your sick hours. You know, you have a right to use them. <laughs> you use them for whatever you want, usually when, whenever you want. Like you, you got to be courteous. And, you know, at least in my department, I've got to like coordinate because we all have backups and everything. And if we're all on vacation at the same time, then, you know, things don't get taken care of. But for the most part, it's just like nobody gets in your business about like your time off. I remember watching a documentary, God, like 10 years ago, I got into a lot of these really obscure gaming documentaries, not like the usual ones you'd see out there or recognize. These were like um, really indie. And there was a good one on EverQuest, I remember, but there was also another one on World of Warcraft. And both of them were dealing with kind of addiction in video games. And in the World of Warcraft one, there were, it followed this group of people and all of them took time off when uh, the first WoW expansion came out. What, what was that one? Burning Crusade? Burning Crusade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Burning Crusade. And, um, I felt the documentary was trying to kind of uh, trying to make the point that look how addicted these people are. They're taking time off of work to to play this video game. But I I wouldn't really bat an eye at that these days. If someone was taking time off work to play a video game, that's just as normal to me as if they wanted to go fishing or you know take Absolutely. a take a trip somewhere. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's what I one time. So when I was in the military, we had a we had a guy do that, and he got made fun of for it. Right, he took time out to play a video game yeah i think it used to be that, weird i think and, and uh one of our higher ups was making fun of him for about it right i'm like what's the difference about you taking time off to go watch the raiders play you know what's the difference mm -hmm. and he and that that kind of like that kind of took him for a loop because he's like oh yeah you're right mm -hmm. that's my thing and that's his thing and so there, there are a lot of people that still think backwards about a lot of things like that um uh, what were you gonna say 
Hmm? Oh, no, I was just I, I was just saying that I think I think it's gotten a little bit better. And I think people have kind of changed their their views on that. But maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah, as, as far as me and the longest time I've ever taken, I it was five days off. And that was for the Metal Gear Solid uh, five, the Phantom Pain. Uh, the job I was at, I had I think it was like four weeks of time off and I never took time off because I was going to school full time. And I just took time off so I could play games and not die of exhaustion of trying to play games and going to school and work full time at the same time. So, hmm. um, yeah, my grades improved. But hey, I graduated college with a three three. As long as you graduated, that's all that matters. Next question is for Nick from Sheer Ponage. Forty uh, k total war. Will it happen? Um, I mean, there's rumors that it's happened or it's happening. The reason being is that uh, the hiring team has been like, um, been there's been advertisements around the world for Creative Assembly for them asking for people to be able to design vehicles specifically and small squads, which means it's kind of interesting to do a total war game with small squads and vehicles that only points to one IP that they already have licensing for. Um, I don't think we're going to see it in the next one or two years. I think we're like, talking about three or four years from now. I think the big name that we're looking at now is Lord of the Rings. I think that's the next thing. The guy, the oh, sorry, not guy, the people that are in charge of the Lord of the Rings IP right now are shoveling that shit out any which way they can uh, to make money. Um, so, yeah. Uh, good question. Thank you. All right. Next question from Pandemic Vapor. Do you listen to music that doesn't suit the genre you are playing? For example, playing Tarkov and listening to 20s electro swing jazz. Do you think it <laughs> affects your gameplay, like makes it worse or better? Does anyone have an answer to this? Because I do. I don't. I, I turn the in-game music off, man. I, I rarely listen to music while I game. I mean, if it's something like monster train then yeah maybe i'll put on some music usually a podcast honestly but uh i i'm usually playing more competitive games and being able to hear like footsteps and gunshots has a big advantage so yeah i i don't know i don't really get pumped when i'm listening to music and playing video games i think that's what a lot of people do they listen to music kind of get psyched and makes them play better but not me it's understandable what about you dude yeah yeah, for me, like, uh, typically, especially for a game like Tarkov or, like, anything that is competitive, I also will not listen to any music. I want to make sure that I can hear everything. Um, but definitely games that are, like, crafting survivals, that's typically where I'll listen to a lot of music. Uh, electronic music will pump me up or rap music, but otherwise uh, I'll listen to, like, a lot of heavy metal, uh, heavy metal like, thrashcore and shit. And, like, <laughs> that stuff... Uh, it, especially if you're playing arc and it's like beautiful and idyllic and like you just hear like what the fuck is going on like that shit is definitely not uh you know that's that's certainly conflicting of vibes and i love it i'm here for it it's a blast and typically like heavy metal or electronic music especially will definitely make me feel a kind of way when i'm playing heavy metal is definitely more rage I'm channeling like the darkness <laughs> and then electronic is like, yeah, I just want to dance. <laughs> so it's great. For, for me, I'll, uh, if I'm like grinding Diablo, I'll be playing like 
late 2000s pop sometimes. Like, I'll be playing, like, Seasons and, like, Diablo 3. I'm like, don't stop thinking about And I'm like, all right. You know, it's, like, something to keep me up. It's, like, something completely, like, off topic. But, like, there'll be times, like, I'll be playing Fallout for, like, the 18th time. So I know what everyone's saying. I know what, like, what the dungeon is. And so I'll be playing, like, Japanese city, like, pop. And it's like, stay with me. And like you know, just all kinds of shit. Um, just in the land of gore and blood here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's like I I always love listening to music uh, to a fault. Like Leslie sometimes is like, hey, can we not listen to music in the car? I'm like, why? But why? Um. So, uh, yeah, I listen to shit that doesn't match up all the time. <laughs> it's kind of bad. Mix it up. All right. A few questions from Warconius here. Steam has so many features. What's one that you use? What's one that you use that a lot of people may not know of? I had no idea Steam Remote Together had URL links. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that either. I don't. I'm not a Steam guru, and I know there's so many things in Steam there's so many things in, in so many different aspects now that not many people know about. Like, uh, did you know that there's a, like, obviously you guys might not know this because you guys don't have kids, um, or kids you know about. Um, but, uh, there's a way to essentially lock your phone so that people can like watch something on it, but can't navigate outside of the app. Um, and it's called guided guided mode. Um, and it works on Android and iPhone, and it doesn't require an external app. Okay. Essentially, um, we use that all the time in education guided access. Yeah, and it's it's like one of like I never knew that, but it's been around for five fucking years. Um, but like as far as Steam gurus go, like I said, I, I know I know there's like a thousand things on Steam that you can do, but I I I don't. I don't know them, to be honest. Well, one thing they've added that's new, and I don't use this, at least not yet, but they've added a notepad. So they've completely changed the window in the new version of Steam when you press Shift-Tab and it brings up that overlay. Um, It gives you all sorts of options down at the bottom of the screen. One of them is a notepad where you can take notes, and that's specific to the game that you're playing, and it'll save it. So the next time you play that game, you can bring it back up. That's amazing. Actually, you know what? I lied. I just found out about one three days ago, and I just remembered it. <laughs> you can uh, pin a YouTube video into the game if you have uh, a monitor bigger than nineteen twenty by ten eighty. If you cool. if your resolution is larger than nineteen twenty by ten eighty, you can resize a YouTube video by copy and pasting the link into when you go into um, big picture mode. Um, you can do picture in picture and then you can copy and paste the link, uh, in the web browser and pin the web browser and it'll put the, put the YouTube video in there. And then you just, uh, shift tab and you can navigate the web browser in there and change whatever YouTube video you want. So if you're tied to one large monitor, AKA Emilio, um, it actually is super useful. Now he actually has two monitors, but he does have a, a, an ultra wide some hot tips here tonight. I think the only one that I know of, and I feel like it's not, I feel like it, it is really well known, is just the collection system in the library. Like, you can create a new collection and, like, 
I, I really like using the dynamic collections where they will auto filter stuff for you anyway. Um, and you can kind of change it around and rearrange it, but like I can make a auto filter for FPSs or MMO or uh, adventure. And whenever I buy a new game, it will automatically get sorted into that based on its um, like tags and the kind of game that it's considered and called, you know? And so uh, that has been super helpful, at least with organizing the massive beast that is my library. <laughs> it's definitely helpful uh, with that, especially for things like VR games. Like I could just put that as a dynamic uh, collection and yeah, it auto sorts it for me, which is cool and nice. There there's so many quality of life things that that are in Steam that we just take for granted now. Like if you were never part of like the square days of Steam where everything was like super tight edges and Steam crashed every five fucking seconds, um, like the 1.6 days or like Counter-Strike source days, um, you take for granted like the ability to right click one of your friends and just click join game for any game and then your game launches and then joins that specific fucking server like I did before we started this podcast like I play squad with my friend is insane mm -hmm. that never existed um, so thank you Steam for always improving all right, next question from Morconius. Have you guys seen Welcome to Rexham? Have you ever been a big fan of a sports team, like buying all the merch or season tickets? What's the video game equivalent of so of a soccer hooligan? Hmm. Oh, man. Rage quitter? Like someone who just gets way too into shit and just rage quits or, like, will, like, start getting to blows over, like, like a, a Street Fighter match? Or like a kind of like a game, like a Call of Duty game. You know what I'm saying? Like those people that take take those take that shit way too seriously. Like that guy who unplugged his cord and punched that kid uh, like three weeks ago at that Street Fighter tournament. Definitely. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that's a that's uh. a really good comparison. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, the sports teams. You like the Padres, right? I don't watch too much baseball anymore, but sure. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm thinking of just like angry gamers now. And there's this video. It was at, I think, a Dota tournament many, many years ago. And there was a, uh, what do they call them? Shoutcaster. I don't know what the official name is for like a, a sportscaster, but for esports. I think his name was Red Eye. He was this older guy. Um from the UK or Ireland or something. Um, but he, he always, um, uh, he was always like sports casting for, uh, Dota games, but he was doing this interview one time at one of these gaming conventions and some kid like walked right in front of the camera, just like totally nonchalant was like, whatever, I don't care. And, and the sports caster was like, <laughs> like rolled his eyes and was like, what an idiot. And the kid like turned around and came back and like, you know, puffed out his chest and like wanted to throw down or something. And then security came in and pushed. Uh, it's a, this video is out there, man. You can look it up. I'm pretty sure this guy's name is red eye. Right? Red, oh. It's, it's wild, man. Like the, the things people will get in trouble for, like whenever in regards to like video games and shit like that is so baffling to me. Like, unless it's like you're living, like you are making like and it's something that you rely on 
to like pay the bills or support your family, you shouldn't be getting that mad at. Like, I mean, people it's just do, the way it is. People get invested. And I get it. Okay, I found it. It's called Drama at IEM Toronto, and this dude, <laughs> and this guy walks past the camera. The sportscaster says, "What an idiot!" And this dude walks back and gets right in his face, like right in his face. And then security comes in and just pulls this guy right out. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, working, having worked a little bit in production too, like I understand how annoying that is. Like people are, I, I understand that like a lot of people are not like knowledgeable when there's cameras and audio and something happening like that. But like, like it's so annoying when you're trying to shoot something and like usually you have like PAs or something that do crowd control. But if you're super low budget, obviously you don't have that. So you got to do it yourself. And like, it's just such a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. Fuck those people for existing, dude. But... <laughs> <laughs> How dare you have a low production budget? All right. Next question from Morconius armored core six coming out soon. Going to play it. What's your favorite mech game of all time? Uh, nope. How dare you? How fucking dare you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Armored Core is a really niche, <laughs> a really niche franchise, and fuck yeah, I'm playing it because I played every single one since two when I was a kid. Um, for those who don't know, Armored Core is being made by the guys um, who make Dark Souls. It actually predates Dark Souls. It was one of their first franchises they ever made. Um predates demon souls which was like the dark souls before dark souls um and it involves making these things called armored cores which are like these giant mechs that gets really involved as far as like building them um really just like legos kind of um the game has been overhauled um the boss fights are insane if you really really want to get into a game that involves like tweaking things and perfecting kind of like builds and stuff like that um, you should go on YouTube, look up um, a YouTuber named Iron Pineapple, and look up his uh, alpha play play uh, time of Armored Core. And it's about 12 minutes long or 14 minutes long. And he goes over how much the game has changed, and he compares it to Elden Ring. And he's like, if you're an Elden Ring fan, you'll probably like Armored Core. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. All right. I don't... I don't really like mech games, which is strange. It seems like something I would enjoy, but I, I've never found one that I enjoyed. It's 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 definitely a weird. Like I I thought I would like Mech Warrior when I was a kid because I like giant robots that blow shit up. I like Gundam. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I like yeah. uh, the whole thing about a mech game is that you get to customize your your mech and you know you build it up to your exact specifications and. That, that's really enjoyable. But on top of that, you, the combat is a lot slower than most games. It's not just like headshot, you're dead, uh, you know? And I, I do yeah. like that slower that slower gameplay. I hate playing games where I just get shot in the toenail and then I'm dead and then I have to wait 30 <laughs> seconds to respawn. It drives me crazy. Um, but it's a weakness, uh, yeah. the toenail. <laughs> <laughs> My one weakness. But for some reason, I just, I, I've tried so many of these mech games and never connected with any of them. This yeah, armored core is definitely different. Like there's like a stun meter, there's like actual health and all this other stuff. Like it's it's not like, oh, I got hit by a laser, I'm dissolved. Like it's very much like a methodical thing. 
Hmm. Do you guys ever play? Because uh, I mean, I I never was into any of the mech games, but the one time that I did, I was like really into a mech game. It was like one of those. Uh, it was almost like the the VR games before VR was created. I, I could have sworn it was at like a Dave and Buster's or something. And it was like you go into this pod that closes and they gave you like joysticks basically and it was supposed to make you feel like you were going into the mech and you would just fight each other you guys know what i'm talking about it kind of oh, like you know. yeah <laughs> rock'em sock'em robots Kinda. there was do you remember the do you remember like the super mega like fancy version of that by the way that they had at dave and busters yeah that Sounds more that familiar. was literally thirty dollars to play an hour. Oh, was it Battle Tech? Wait, no, it was insane. Like, you went into a pod that you like yeah. kind of crouched into, and there was like pedals on the ground and like knobs and shit, and it was nuts. Yeah, uh, Battle Tech pods from Mech Corps Entertainment. Yeah, that's what they are. Like, you. Yeah, you get into these little pods or whatever, and it's like supposed to, it's designed to make you feel like you are in. Yeah, I remember the, those. Uh, in the actual like mech, and yeah, it was mostly like fighting each other. Yeah, I was all about that shit. I only did that once, but like. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. I was I all about these. it. I never you remember. I never played one of these, but I remember these. <laughs> Do you remember the tank version of this? Where mm-hmm. it was like the really big one, and it would it, it was like during, it was I mean it was right after like the invasion, <laughs> I mean, like the Gulf War, so it was like Abrams's versus like Russian tanks, and it was like a little too accurate, but it was a little too mm-hmm. arcadey as well. I, I the reason I remember this is because like my parents went to Vegas, and then Caesar's Palace they had eight of each tank like type. And it was like one of the only times as a kid you can play multiplayer and like with sixteen wow. people. You're like, what yeah. the fuck? Um, these these pods awesome. seem like something that when they were out, people would be like, "This is the future of gaming. No more consoles. Yeah. No more PCs. No one will ever play video games. Will never be the same." <laughs> uh, I feel yeah, like yeah, but in like, a way they weren't wrong, dude. It was kind of VR before VR. Like, it was a way of, of making you tap into, like, a virtual reality because they used, like, a full sensory immersion. Kind of like yeah, the VR headset. I feel like people say that about VR, too, but I don't know. It always ends up being just kind of more niche and not really a, the game changer some people think it's going to be. I think it depends if we can utilize VR to being, like, truly, like, harnessing it for its full potential, not just gaming. Because VR has its ability to teach... A new language and explore places all around the earth that you might have not so like i feel like there's so much learning potential with vr that it actually really could explode into being like a new frontier but more towards learning and less towards like just gaming no official comment (laughs) no official comment i can't legally make any comments on that oh boy all right. All right. <laughs> Last question from Zap. Are there any sayings that have entered into your everyday, excuse me, your everyday vocabulary from movies, TV shows, games, or podcasts? My wife and I are looking at houses, and thanks to the podcast Small Town Murder, we are on the hunt for a house with a T hole for every B hole. That's perfect. <laughs> that, that I love that one so much. The T hole for every B hole. Yeah, there's a <laughs> toilet for every butt. It's great. Um, 
for me, like one of the phrases uh, also from Small Town Murder is there's lots of moments where I'll be like, yeah, that's because I'm an asshole, but I'm not a scumbag. And so that's another one from Small Town Murder. <laughs> but otherwise, we're that's, that's pretty good. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one, mm. actually. <laughs> that's a good saying. Uh, for me, uh, I mean, obviously, it's like a Warhammer 40K thing. Uh, there was a game uh, you played as an orc, and me and Leslie played it because it was like a, a Metal Slug clone. And in the beginning of the game, he's uh, the main character is talking about the planet that they're invading. And it's called Ludius. It's like the that's what they named it, but either he's reading the name wrong because he's an orc. He's dumb. Um, and it's actually Lucius is the name of the planet. Uh, <laughs> but he's reading it. He goes, stupid name, stupid humans. And so anytime we see like a stupid name of something, because we're in Texas and there's <laughs> stupid names for shit all the time, we <laughs> will look at each other and go, stupid name, stupid humans. And he'll just laugh. <laughs> and Biffy will be like, ah! <laughs> she just laughs. Uh, but we there's a there's a there's another one from like Parks and Rec. Like we'll see Vivian try to be like be sneaky, and Vivian's our daughter. Um, and she goes, well, uh, "There's a scene where John Ralphio and his sister are trying to sneak through the park, but it's a wide open park and there's no trees, and they're both singing. They go, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, and they're just like these two extremely like." suspicious looking people like wearing like bedazzled jeans and shit in the middle of a fucking park like dancing and singing <laughs> and so yeah it's like this is the kind of shit we quote John Ralphio the uh, voice of Sonic <laughs> is he really I didn't know uh, that yeah that um, what is his actual name <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you would like if you called ben, him John Raphael Ben Schwartz yeah Ben, ben Schwartz, Schwartz. yeah it. he's the guy who voices Sonic in the, the Sonic movies and his his sister in that TV show is Jenny Slate who is Marcel the Shell and she's really funny too nice <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a million dude like my friend and I we when we were young we watched a whole bunch of movies and we just pretty much communicated in movie quotes like there's a million Things like that. And nobody, nobody gets it. Um, okay, I'll give one example. There's a, there's a Dave Chappelle skit called Sam Jackson's Beer. And you probably remember this if you watched the Dave Chappelle's um, sketch comedy back in the day because it was super popular. If you watch that skit, Sam Jackson's Beer, it's like a minute and a half long. Check it out. And... Um, there's a very, very young Bill Burr playing a straight man in there. Um, <laughs> by straight, I don't mean like sexuality. Like in comedy, you know, straight man is like the person who, you know, is like acts normal while the, the funny person acts all weird and goofy. Um, but it's basically Sam Jackson like reciting all his movies and yelling at people right in their face. And he's like, you never seen one of my movies? And he starts listing all these movies and then says, that was a good one after, I think, Deep Blue Sea or something. <laughs> I love the way it opens up for him. He's like, good motherfucking morning, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the bit opens oh, up. Yeah. But I, anytime, watch- I don't really even say that. But anytime someone says like, that was a good one, that's like immediately what pops into my head is just, I, I hear it in Sam Jackson's <laughs> voice. That was a good one. Yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, not, not that great of an answer, but whatever. All right. That is an episode. What's everyone playing next week? I will Boulder's not be Gate playing 3. anything. Oh, that comes out the Thursday. third Thursday. I will be sneaking away to play Baldur's Gate 3 while I have guests over my house for my daughter's third birthday. Um, but yeah, I will try. Nice. <laughs> As family members visit from all over the country. Wow. That's right. uh, that's going to be tough. That's going to be a stealth game I'll in probably, itself for I'll you. I'll probably get like 45 minutes in if that. Probably nothing. I'm I'm excited to see how all this plays out and see people's reaction to the game. Um, everything's going to be different. That's that's the beauty of the game. Everyone's going to have different experiences. That's the whole point of the game is that you kind of write your own adventure. So mm-hmm. excited for that. Yay. All right. Going in pretty blind. All right, so Bobby, that's, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Anyone want to sign us out here? That's you, D- Days. That's you, Sure. Department. Yeah, always, always down. So, yeah, speaking for Bobby and Nick, and in our hearts of speaking for Christian and Emilio, we're going to go with Ghostly Titties. <laughs>